Hello, and welcome to The Daily Poem. I'm Heidi White, filling in for David Kern, and today is Thursday, July 30th. Today's poem is by an American poet named Linda Hull. Linda Hull was born in 1954, so she was a 20th century poet. Her collections include Ghost Money, Star Ledger, and The Only World Poems. In 2006, Grey Wolf Press, which is a press I really like a lot, published her collected poems. So if you'd like to uh, get to know her poetry a little more, you can pick that up. And it was edited by her husband, David Wohan. And today's poem is called Insect Life of Florida. It's a bit of a longer poem. I'll read it. I'll offer a few brief comments and then read it again. In those days, I thought their endless thrum was the great wheel that turned the days, the nights. In the throats of hibiscus and oleander, I'd see them clustered, yellow, blue, their shells enameled hard as the sky before the rain. All that summer, my second, from city to city, my young father drove the black coop through the humid mornings I'd wake to like fever parceled between luggage and sample goods. Afternoons, showers drummed the roof, my parents silent for hours. Even then, I knew something of love was cruel, was distant. Mother leaned over the seat to me, the orchid fathered pinned in her hair shriveled to a purple fist. A necklace of shells coiled her throat, moving a little as she murmured of alligators that float the rivers, able to swallow a child whole of mosquitoes whose bite would make you sleep a thousand years, and always the trance of blacktop shimmering through swamps with names like incantations, Oki Finoki, where father held my hand and pointed to an egret's flight unfolding white above swamp reeds that sang with insects. Until I was lost, until I was part of the singing, their thousand wings gauze on my body, tattooing my skin. Father rocked me later by the water, the motel balcony, singing Calypso with the Jamaican radio, the lyrics a net over the sea, its lesson of desire and repetition. Lizards flashed over his shoes, over the rail where the citronella burned, merging our shadows, father's face floating over mine in the black, changing sound of night, the enormous Florida night, metallic with cicadas, musical and dangerous as the human heart. I chose this poem because uh, it's high summer still, the end of July. There's heat, there's fecundity, meaning the overabundance of life. And there's a lot of really happy, joyful summer poems. I've been reading several of them on the on the podcast. I know David has too. Uh, the idea of of harvest and, and fruit ripe for the picking of, of food and abundance and color. Uh, and, and I love that about summer and I love that about summer poetry. But this particular poem has a heaviness to it, a, a weight to it, um, that's partly due to the use of the images and descriptions of the summer season, the heat, the insects, uh, kind of the overwhelming teeming of life that makes the narrator feel closed in. Uh, And so I chose this poem as a contrast to some of these other happier poems of summer abundance uh, to show the versatility of poetry to 
to demonstrate that the same experience, summer, can be used to describe darkness and heaviness um, and foreboding as well as abundance and joy uh, and engagement with life. And, and I find that just very compelling about poetry. Uh, in this particular poem, uh, it's written from the perspective of memory. Um, the narrator is remembering being a very young child in her second year, uh, traveling all around with her parents. And again, travel is often a happy experience of summer, but in this particular poem, uh, the memories associated with it are heavy. She's being shuttled from place to place without roots. Um, and there's lots of images in the poem of being closed in, of overhung, of the insects on over her head falling upon her, of her father's face hovering over her, of rain drumming on the roof. Um, there's these these memories of feeling closed in. Um, and childhood is like that. When we think back on our childhood, we remember a feeling associated with particular images, often disconnected from the whole memory. And that the, this poem has that quality. The title of the poem, Insect Life of Florida, uh, is mirrored by the experience of this family as they're traveling about in this kind of nomad-like existence. She has no idea where they're going. Her parents aren't getting along uh, and, and, and they're moving from place to place. That's also mirrored in how she watches the insects uh, zooming around, thrumming around, their endless thrum, um, clustering blue and yellow uh, on on various surfaces and that image carries throughout and you we feel the weight of that even if you don't catch it consciously. I also wanted to point out one thing about the formal structure of the poem and this is something you can't see obviously because you're listening uh, to the podcast uh, but if you have a chance to look up this poem you'll you'll see it right away. It's written in stanzas, three line stanzas, and each line of the stanza is indented. So there's this sense of descending, of falling in each stanza. So the structure of the poem visually uh, also mirrors the sense of being fallen in upon that the narrator is describing within the poem. And so the structure, the formal elements of the poem uh, join and cohere with the story and the images uh, and the, the general kind of weight of feeling of, of this poem. Uh, so here it is again, one more time. Insect Life of Florida by Linda Hull. In those days, I thought their endless thrum was the great wheel that turned the days, the nights, in the throats of hibiscus and oleander, I'd see them clustered yellow, blue, their shells enameled hard as the sky before the rain. All that summer, my second, from city to city, my young father drove the black coop through humid mornings I'd wake to like fever parceled between luggage and sample goods. Afternoons, showers drummed the roof, my parents silent for hours. Even then, I knew something of love was cruel, was distant. Mother leaned over the seat to me. The orchid fathered pinned in her hair, shriveled to a purple fist. A necklace of shells coiled her throat, moving a little as she murmured of alligators that float the rivers, able to swallow a child whole. Of mosquitoes whose bites would make you sleep a thousand years. And always the trance of blacktop shimmering through swamps with names like incantations 
Okifinoki, where father held my hand and pointed to an egret's flight, unfolding white above swamp reeds that sang with insects, until I was lost, until I was part of the singing, their thousand wings gauze on my body, tattooing my skin. Father rocked me later by the water, the motel balcony, singing Calypso with the Jamaican radio, the lyrics a net over the sea, its lesson of desire and repetition. Lizards flashed over his shoes, over the rail where the citronella burned, merging our shadows, father's face floating over mine and the black, changing sound of night, the enormous Florida night, metallic with cicadas, musical and dangerous as the human heart. This has been The Daily Poem. We'll see you tomorrow with another poem.